Hello, Blood Bowl Grud here. Now I'm only introducing the Tier 3 podcast because they've promised me a big bag of money and the chance to touch Bob Bifford without him noticing. Hello everybody and welcome back to the show. I hope you're all doing well. As usual, I have the man, the myth, the gravy, Beard. Beard, do you want to say hello, buddy? Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing? You alright, Jay? Say it properly now, Bert. You alright, host with the most? Our Lordship. Our Lordship. Lord Jones, that's right, buddy. But I am now a Lord. So, we're going to start like we normally do it. We're going to talk hobby. So, Beard, what's new with you then, Bert? Well, I've been very busy. I've had a week away which sort of cut my momentum a bit, but I've been working on my Punga Vampires. So far, I've managed to do a cheerleader, I've managed to do a coach, a mage, a team owner, a token, a ball token. I've managed to do three star players, eight thralls, five vampires. Uh, so I've got two vampires and two thralls to go, a plague doctor and the coins to go. And that'll be the Punga Vampires done in about a month. Nice. That's taken most of my hobby time. Um, I did buy the Dark Elf pitch to go with it because it's the same colour theme, purple and uh, wood. I got the Dark Elf dice and I bought a set of dice from our friend Chris at Black Oak Down. I bought some of the pirate dice, some of the purple glow-in-the-dark dice, and they are absolutely lovely dice. Well worth the money. I know you've got some uh, Black Oak dice on their way as well. Our official podcast dice supplier. So, yeah, I've been getting those ready, and I would imagine at the rate I'm going, I may end up finishing these either by the end of next week, or if not, the week after. So, uh, it's been very busy hobby-wise. Have you been getting on hobby-wise at the moment? I know you've had a few things on the go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've started painting a warcry warband of cruel boys so that would be i think it's my second proper team i think i finished a third a couple of weeks ago that was what was that that was oh my word i can't remember the third one but yes these are the cruel boys done two demo models the first one was a bit shit so i've been toying around with ak diorama buddies so what i've been using is ak Swamp Green Water Gel and AK Muddy Grounds. So for the cruel boys, I want them to look like they were walking through a swamp. So I done the usual thing, cut up some uh, cork, made a base. But it has made a hell of a lot of difference having the the gel and stuff because you can give it some depth because you could layer it. That's been amazing. I've started my Chainsaw Massacre team, put together and primed two star players. Again, I'm keeping that quiet. I will reveal it closer to the time. What else have I done? Oh, um, I got a, the Cruel Boys Big Birdie, the big vulture thing. Yep, so, that is a nice model. That's one of those that I just want to paint just for the sake of painting. Well, see, I was like, oh, it's a bit expensive. But then I thought, I don't know what, I'm going to treat myself. I went six months without buying a model. I treat myself to that one. But from what I can see online, it's actually a good money saver one because people are saying that the bird's neck and the seat where you attach the the general, they're easy to slide the models and the pieces off. So you can actually, depending on how you build it, you can 
use both builds of it so you don't have to just stick with one that's quite handy so i think that's going to be a, a treat so basically if i can use the two parts of it easily it's like basically i've bought two models for the price of one i'm right so so that sounds similar to like i did with the uh lizardmen starter box set then. yeah it's a bit of green stuff and i'll have both big monsters yeah it's well like, i don't even have to use big stuff because it's pet the pegs are sturdy enough that things are held in place but i don't know whether this is like a new design for monsters with gw or if it's just a one-off where it's actually worked we'll soon see in the future but it does look pretty good so i can't wait to start that that's going to be my uh treat once i've got everything else done no that's about it other than podcast stuff but yeah i've been kind of quiet keeping myself to myself i've had a couple of games and talking about that why don't we go into games played so be yeah, it last we spoke but i think you just finished playing me in our Murtha League. Yep. And I think you were bottom of the table, but... So, this month, how did you get off? So, this month, played Ian's Chaos and drew one all, which was a game of... We both couldn't decide what we wanted to do with the ball and just ended up beating each other up, and we both somehow scored. And then, most recently... Sadly, my opponent couldn't make the game, so I got my first win through an admin win, which a win's a win, but it's not how I'd like to have won. I am off bottom of the table, at least. So you had to be given a win to actually win a game this season so far, then, is it? Is that what you're telling me? It is, yes, but it's what it is. I'm only, I'm only bringing it up, but because uh, I, I'm, one of the, I'm one of these assholes that uh, will point out that you do ten times better than me in uh, tournaments, so uh, I, I want to point out when you were uh, doing badly in the league. <laughs> See, that's the thing. One of us seems to do half-decent in tournaments, and one does half-decent in the league, so we can we can take that kind of look. That's the be- beauty of this podcast. We can, like, middle-ground everything then, can't we? Exactly. And we're both shit at sevens. Looking at the four games I've played, I've only lost the one, and that was to you. The other three games I've drawn so far. So out of the four I've played, I've only lost one out of four. So yet again, I am your foil. You are indeed. Because I'm an asshole. Yes. Well, anybody has to only listen to this for five minutes, and they can work that out. Yeah, but most people listen to this because they're like i want to hear the welsh guy rip the piss out of the uh gravy fucker i said it before i'll say it again i don't get paid enough to put up with this shit shut your fucking face gravy fucker <laughs> no right with me then i've played a few games i've had two league games and what was it my first game was against mark and his chaos uh dwarves and oh that was a slog of a game that was well this was a game when you were away and yep. i didn't actually play the first four turns of the first half because it was just like everything i rolled was shit it was like i i think first four t- turns i only rolled for one model per turn that's how bad my luck was but went into the second half one nil because he just bullied me pushed me outside created gaps couldn't actually then catch anybody decently with the uh, high enough strength got outgunned outmatched outplayed second half was a bit better held my ground a bit we had a scrum in the middle and then Luckily, the dice went in my favour. I think I surfed a centaur just by chance. Nice. I tied up another one, but then it was a couple of the, the hobgoblins got off the pitch. A couple of the dwarves were stuck in headbutting contests with my black oaks. And then my my little goblin dude just run away as if uh, someone threatened to take his lunch money. And 
managed to end the game on a draw. So, so for once, it was your goblins feeling bullied rather than doing the bullying. Well, they had their moments. I think it was the goblins that took out the centre. So, and that's the scariest part. Well, never underestimate them goblins. Yes. Nobody expects the Goblin Inquisition, see, but... Underestimate them at your peril. Yeah. Last night, then, I played my second game in the league, which was against the league leader, Phil, and his ogres, which has stormed the, the league, haven't he? He has indeed, yeah. I think he's won... I don't think he's lost one yet. I think he's I don't two... think he has. No, it's two wins, and... The rest have been draws. So he's sitting one point above me in the competition. And that was a hard game. And all the praise to him. He did not let up on me. I was in complete and utter shit show from the moment I went. And as you know, I have a hard time playing ogres. Because for some reason, my dice don't like even breaking snotling armour. And I just get really bullied by ogres. I was lucky to get out of that on a one-all draw. Um, two clutch plays were I needed a black oak to take a snotling down, and that was like the last turn. Took us both down, so I stopped him carrying the ball over because he didn't have the movement, even with two go for it. And it was something similar to that with a goblin making five dodges, two go for it, and one of the dodges was against someone with diving tackle. So he's done that to blitz the ball carrier and then we just got tied up in a scrum against the sideline so it was like whoever moved the most would have just been out so it was like that was another hard fought game so i um i think i've won two lost one and the rest have been draws not bad going my only loss is an admin loss where yours was an admin win, mine was an admin loss. See, that shows you do, you're obviously doing something right in a league setting. Got to do something right now and again, haven't I? Can't, can't be a jackass that uh, can't play all the time. So, I've also tested out a list that I could run for Chainsaw, and I played our friend Griff and his Necromantic. I felt really bad this game. I did. It was, unfortunately, I don't want to give too much away because then people will know, know the team, but it was unfortunate that by the end of it, I think he had possibly four players left on the pitch. He had no flesh columns because one was cast, one was in the reserve box because he got pushed off the pitch. There was two, two whites and two linemen. That's all he had left on the uh, field. Everything else was off. Oof. It was, as much as I'd like to say I outplayed him, I didn't outplay him. I just had really good dice rolls. It was the game where everything falls into your lap type thing. The game where you can do no wrong. Yeah. They come round occasionally. Yeah, I felt really bad about it because it's like I hate having those games myself where everything goes right. I'd rather have the one where like you fight to the nail and get a draw at the end because you know you've worked for it. Yeah. This one, it just felt like the dice won me the game. Like I know that's going to be the case because you've got to roll, roll in the game, but it was just like there was nothing I could do wrong. No, no breaks for him. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, it's just all going in my favour. I can't do anything to help him. It's not even, I can't even like give advice. I was like, I, I just don't know what to say. You, you know, you're outnumbered at this point. There's not a lot you can do. So, and I hate that because I worry then that I'm killing somebody's momentum in playing. Is that going to put them off? Because you know me, I play and I play for a laugh tonight. Yeah. I like to have a chat with the guy across. And you want to see him come back for another game? Oh yeah, because I always want a rematch. But if I have one of those really good games, I always worry that I have put someone off playing but that's just me so that's been my week it's been a little bit more eventful dice rolling wise not so much on the painting side but long hours in work have got me this month it's uh it's been a killer i won't be long and you'll be back on the table so we've done our hobby 
we've done our games played. There's some Blood Bowl news. I think this is the first time we've done one, one of these and it's not long we've had Blood Bowl news. So we've seen a new model of a star player. I'm not going to say new star player because he's been around years and that's the Verminator, the Skaven uh, fanatic and he looks beastly. Have you seen this model, Beard? I have indeed. I absolutely love that model. He's a thick boy, isn't he? Oh, he is. He's a big lad. He's uh, thicker than a Snickers, that boy, I tell you what now. And uh, i got to be honest, I don't play Skaven. And I was looking at that and I was thinking, I could, I could get that just to paint. Because of yep. all the uh, the warp zone glow and, you know, you've got that big massive chain as well. So, yeah, he's a nice big thick boy. And he would be proud of him. And we've had news of a new team back, haven't we? We have indeed. Yes. Something close to your heart because you were playing them in the league? I am. We have an official GW Cone team. And what do you think about the look of these models, Bet? I really like them. I know they've stuck to the usual flavour of chaos of four sort of warrior-esque guys. We've got Gores, so Beastmen-esque models and you've got linos there's third party teams out there that you could still quite easily drop in as this team models wise i have the grebo team i opted for the full team and i think you could still quite easily if you have a grebo team still run them as i love the fact that they dropped a star player and it had everybody talking oh it says corn we might actually get a corn team i think it was more to do with you knew something was on the horizon because there was quite a few chaos because we had the chainsaw guy as well didn't we we did indeed and we had scala so i think it was actually nice to see star players coming out of forward world because we went through a really big dry spell for a while didn't we we did we did a long dry spell of good new star players it's good to see that happening so i hope it's not long until we see them i think it's christmas time they're looking to release this team in around that sort of time yeah it's like what they done with augers i think 2019 possibly earlier i think it was around that sort of time they've been out a good couple of yeah. years now so i think that's what they're doing with corn now and from the pictures that we've seen there's going to be six linemen four warriors two corn goes but what's that that's 12 models then yep so then that's what they're gonna do with the box but we've also know because of the formula that they got with chaos is you're gonna have your warriors which they call call in blood seekers which is going to be the same as bloaters so you got four of them your corn goes are going to be the same as the pestigos so you'll have four of them and then you've just got your, your normal linemen that's that's neither here nor there so i think they've said that the new player the new big guy is going to be called a blood spawn Something along those lines, yeah. So, let's have a look through this team then, is it? Because GW have nicely given us some stats. Here we go then. Be a, let me know what you think of these then. We've got Bloodborne Marauders, Lineman, 0-16, cost 50,000 gold, movement 6, strength 3, agility 3, passing is on E4+, and their armor value is 8+, and they have skills of Frenzy. I don't think that's bad. Pretty good for 50. Human Linos are about 50, and they come skillless, but I think their armor value 9, so... But that that Frenzy, if you are good at lining up assists, especially for the second block, the number of blocks you could get in if you can wangle it your way. I know with that team, block and brawler are probably the two skills that you want on there, on, on your lineman, if you're going to go for anything. I think they're, they're good value for 50,000. Frenzy, yeah. I think, is in an era where I'm not going to go too much into the uh, the 8 out of 110, but we all know what that means. In an era where bash and hitting other teams seems to be more of a thing than passing and agility play, the additional 
punches you get from Frenzy could be a big game changer. But also, you could, as an opposition player, you could lead them down the garden path with Frenzy. You can, you can. You can you can drag them well out of position with that. Absolutely. I mean, it's something you see online talked about a lot on streams of the Frenzy trap, where you are trying, like you say, you're leading up the garden path to go with the first block, where it'll be a two dice in their favour, and you hope that it goes in your favour because it'll then turn into two dice in your favour, or worse. Or it'll open up a channel by them going for that second block. I think the issue when you're playing against Corn is the mass frenzy. It is harder to manage that much frenzy in one go. And I think you've got to chip away at, at certain parts of the team to ensure that they're not then getting the assists. They're not then getting a second two dice block. So I think the priority would have to be hit anything that's giving an assist or stop them from getting assists in or take out any models that get guard for instance take them down as the priority just to make sure that when they do hit you with frenzy the second follow-up block if there is one it's more in your favor than it is theirs yeah that's the way you have to play against it it's easy enough to say though and i don't mean this nasty but when i played you perhaps you were having a bad night and dice weren't great that night for either of us but there was quite a number of times where you accidentally opened up channels and you you, you couldn't stop it then because he was like oh well i've already activated my frenzy i've got to, i've got to carry on yeah and it led you into some trouble and i think i got you off the pitch a few times because you somehow couldn't break armor got dragged to the side and then it was you were just picked off with a push yeah not I much think you can do that that that's probably my inexperience with there's probably people out there who've played corn for a lot longer that are a lot more experienced in managing that and a lot more experienced in, I wouldn't necessarily say ball control with it, because you do have three decent ball carriers in the, the way that, that I set my league team up with a, of a Thurster, two Heralds, a, a Letter, and then the rest Pit Fighters. You've got three half-decent ball carriers there. So I, I think there will be people out there who will know how to manage it a lot more than I do. I mean, I've played, what, five maybe, five games, four games in the league, plus the admin, so that's four. I think I played you twice beforehand with them, so maybe yeah. six games at most. So for me, that's not really... I've played them nowhere near as, if, as much as, say, Halflings or Humans, for instance. So I think once I've sort of hit about 30, maybe 40 games, I'll have a much better handle on how to manage that. But I do think, like you say, managing Frenzy on both sides as playing them or playing against them is the key to winning with Corn or, or beating Corn. But I do think 50,000 for a Lino with Frenzy is a very good skill to have, especially when you get Block. That's a, a, another cracking skill to have on them when you already have Frenzy. It makes that second Block a lot safer. Yes, yeah, it's like we we don't normally advocate for block on things, but you need block on this team just because of how many dice you are rolling. Yeah. you've got a hate to say it, it's you, it is needed. Not so not so much not so much dodge because I guess and that's going to be a secondary skill. But brawler, you might be able to get away with on these guys as well. Brawler, you you would get away with if you get in that if you if you're making it two dice in your favour and you roll two both downs because you don't have to use brawler. If you get two both downs and even if you don't have block, if you know that you're putting your opposition player down and it's what you wanted and it was at last activation of your turn, you've rolled two both downs. Well, you know you're putting them down, so you might as well roll the second one just to see what you get. Or if you're trying a surf. 
and you know it needs multiple pushes and say you get a pow and you decide well no actually i need that person surfed off the field so say for instance i don't know you're you're on the defense and their player is near your 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 end zone but you have a couple of players who could surf the ball you might be wanting to surf the ball and get the ball thrown further up the field by the crowd for instance having that ability to re-roll one of the dice could be a, a very very good thing to have but i oh, think yeah. you need block you need block first well if you've got block you're not gonna need brawler because there's no point in having the two no if you were gonna probably if you know you're gonna blitz with a few realignments so it's not just on certain players perhaps juggernaut because then you can turn both downs into pushes so yep. it keeps your frenzy going that could be a thing to do Yep. But it all depends on what the, the secondaries and the primaries are. Absolutely. I mean, I think there is an instance where... I, I think the only instance where I think you would want a push instead of a block is, say you have a particular player that is only a couple of points away from levelling up and you want to push an opposition player into them to feed them that block. So, say my player who I'm blocking with is a couple of squares away from the guy who I want to level up next. Say, I don't know, he's my dedicated ball carrier and I want to get sure hands on him. It might be a case of you use push instead of block to get that player over there so the player you want to get leveled up puts him down instead. It's an instance where I could see you wanting a push rather than a block. Are we going to guess the Hateful Eight could start putting a lot of Fend on their team now as well? I would imagine Fend is going to make a comeback. Yeah, if a lot of people go down the route of Corn Bash, it's going to be... Fend is what's going to be needed to stop the Frenzy play, really. You know? So yeah. we might see like two players on the team. You know, If you're going to stick them in the front row or out on the wings, because he's side to step Fend on people, could be. I'm not saying definitely, but might be. But right, so linemen, a nice good quality. I think they've just got one one square movement better than the Nurgle rivals, but they got less armor. A fifty, you can live with that. There's nothing wrong with that. So should we take a punt? And I'm gonna say for the linemen, and I'm gonna make a note of this. I'm gonna keep it for when they come out. What do we reckon the primary skills are gonna be, and what are the secondary skills? I think linemen. Primary is gonna be well. It's obviously gonna be mutation, and I think possibly general. I think general mutation, yep. And then your secondary is going to be strength and agility. Linemen, I'm not going to say they're going to have access to the passing one. No, I agree on that. Because not everyone has access to the passing tree. So we've done that now. I'm going to talk about my favourite model, but also I, these are the guys I like on the team. So we got Corn Gores now. So they are the Chaos Aligned uh, Beastmen. So you're going to take up to four of them at 70,000. Movement 6, strength 3, agility plus 3. Passing 4 plus, armor value 9. They are 5,000 cheaper than Nurgle equivalent, but they've only got horns and juggernaut. So on a blitz, they're going to be strength 4. And like we said, because of juggernaut, when you blitz in and all that, you could, you could take them both down as a push. That could keep them on their feet a little bit longer. So they are a bit more sturdier than normal beastmen. But I do like these models they do look very aggressive and that's what you want for the corn team in there yeah i do like the look of them i do like the look and i think you could really do something with these like you could uh perhaps these are the type that you want two heads extra arm perhaps claw just and you know that's just some mutations you could use just to beef them up you don't want to be adding like stuff to the passing these are going to be your runners so you want to make sure that if they run in they're going to be able to thump things on the way through. I'm quite happy with these guys. Straight, they're straightforward, straight to the point, but they do look beastly. What's your uh, ideas, bud? 
for me, with Horns and Juggernaut, I'd be tempted to also use them as Blitzers. So I'd be tempted, possibly Mighty Blow. If they get mutations, Claw. I know yeah. the Claw Mighty Blow stack is no longer a thing, but it's still useful for one on the armor and one on the injury. The Juggernaut, like you said earlier, makes the secondary block from Frenzy safer. So it, it makes the but two guys... Don't when frenzy, you... don't forget. No, no, they don't, have, they don't have Frenzy, but what I mean is with them hitting on strength 4 most of the things they're going to hit are going to be strength 3 so they'll have 2 dice most of the time on on a blitz so that 2 dice becomes safer like you say because a juggernaut because you can treat a both down as a push so yeah I think for me depending on what you roll like you said it's either ball carrying or for me there's a possible roll there of uh, of blitzers so you know might, mighty blow and claw for the higher injury chance maybe yeah well the thing is what i would do is i wouldn't let these run on their own no that nine plus yeah okay 50 50 chance on that because you got the two dice thing but you you don't want these guys out of action if anything i would have ball carrier and ball protector but what i would use for my bits are the next one which are the blood seekers and these are your chaos warriors so they're zero to four hundred and ten thousand gold pieces each movement five so they still got decent movement strength four so they're hitting hard anyway agility four passing on a six plus armor value ten so basically what you've got there is faster black oaks there yeah and you've got the frenzy skill on them yeah they're not as good they're not going to be as reliable as your corn goes because juggernaut will help them out but one or two games in if you were thumping things hard you can get a couple of skills on these guys easy to put them on the roll because we are saying about the negatives of frenzy but with frenzy you're throwing more dice so you've got more attempts at breaking armor and knocking players down and they could be off the pitch you could possibly be quicker with your uh, your star player points league wise yeah these are fine so we haven't done it yet so i'm gonna say for the dogs our corn goes what do you reckon the primaries are gonna be i'm gonna say mutations again there's no mess around i think mutations are gonna be on across the board yeah i think it's gonna be across the board i think possibly it'll be general because they're, they're meant to be just your line fodder i would be surprised if it's anything other than general and mutations so you reckon they're going to be the same as the line one is it yeah i would be surprised if they're going to add another one i think it would be strength rather than agility or passing well on the dogs yes I, I don't think they'll be used as agility or passing. I think there's more chance of these having agility on a primary. What they'll do, like you said, they'll have general and mutation, and then they'll have strength, agility, passing. They'll probably try and say that your corn goes are going to be more likely to pass the ball because they haven't got frenzy. And they've got a decent agility in passing. Personally, that's my opinion. Whether it's right or wrong is another matter. I don't know. I can't see them... Not every team has a mass amount of passing access. And I think it's it's... This is going to be one of those teams that doesn't have a lot of access to it. Well, they haven't said passing on the linemen, and I wouldn't say passing on the Bloodseekers, because I reckon if they are, anyone's going to have it, it's going to be the Beastman. Because, let's have a look. Got my book out, because I'm a knob. Right. Pestigos, secondaries, agility and passing. They've got general mutation strength. They would have access on passing on Nurgle team, and... Let's go to just normal chaos and uh, normal chaos. Secondary again on your beastman lineman runners will have passing. So I think it's following the trend. Passing is going to be on the corn goals. I think that's fair if you can if you compare them to pass the goals. Yeah, I think it's where you'll you may well see passing, but I don't think they're going to be they're going to have mass passing access. Not going to give a mass passing. 
if anything, you're not going to give him a much passing. What you'll probably end up doing is putting leader on it if you can. Yeah. So you get that. So you get that one reroll that the bloody halfling chef can't take. That's that's the only thing I would see worthy worthy of putting on a corn goal. So seekers, I reckon they'd have mutation, uh, strength in general. They'd, they'd be MSG. Yeah. I agree with that. I do agree with that. And then maybe agility will be the only uh, secondary they'd have. So I'm going to put that away. And then when they come out and we actually see what the secondaries are, we'll see how close we were to that then. I think that's fair. And the only player we haven't got any uh, skills for at the moment is the Bloodspawn. So I think this would be a good opportunity to play uh, Guess the Skills, buddy. So with the Bloodspawn, what we're going to do is we're going to guess what these guys have got. I'm not going to guess the gold because GW will think of some arbitrary figure, probably like 135,000 or whatever, because uh, it's got to be some weird number, I think, for them. This is going to be a big guy. So following the trend of the team, I reckon they're going to be movement five. Yep, I agree. Strength five. Agreed. Agility five. No passing. Armor 10 plus. Skills-wise, obviously, they're going to have a loner skill. Everyone's got the loner skill. That's a big guy. I would be very surprised if Animal Savagery gets put on him, but you never know. So I think it's going to be loner 4 plus, mighty blow plus 1, frenzy, claws, and juggernaut. What do you think about that, Brad? I think frenzy, claw, juggernaut, loner 4 plus, mighty blow plus 1, maybe. I would imagine the nega trait will probably be either really stupid or bonehead like you say animal savagery just feels a bit but then saying that animal savagery i've not really had a problem with it's only really gone wrong once when i've used the thirster so again i don't think animal savagery is that bad i think it it, it could be because it's 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 a beast do you know what i mean it's a it's a quivering blob of trying to kill you so they are my predictions and i think it's going to be a very interesting team because it's similar to what we've got already with all the frenzy a lot of like say the grebo stuff you can change the i think i think the is it the heralds of the armored blood letters yep so i think you could probably use them more as your corn goes rather than the the blood letters themselves i think you get four blood letters two heralds what's that six you get the Thurster and then nine pit fighters roughly in the 17 man. I can see Grebo, uh, I can see their orders going up for the corn team. Yeah, I think this is like the longest intro we've ever done now, isn't it? Let's go to a break and I think we're gonna have to say so long to kickstart corner this month. Was there anything in Kickstarter that you wanted to talk about? There's a couple of things. Nothing major out there at the moment. So there's there's only really two things I wanted to talk about. There's a, a rather nice looking Kislev team from Heresy Lab. I know Kislev aren't really a an in thing at the moment. They're a bit specialist as are not, not supported. And they are the Blood Bowl 2 version of Slan. I'll tell you what, rather than you rushing through by air, right? We'll go to a break and... When we come back, we'll talk Kickstarter Corner and we'll have a little rundown of Sin City. Is that a good plan? That sounds like a plan. We'll do that then. So after the music, we will be talking more shit. Right, guys. Now that we've come back from break, I think it's time to talk Kickstarter Corner. So... Ed, why don't you take it away, Sunshine? Okay, so we've got a couple of things. Um, our friends at Myth and Goal have sent us 
a quick look-see over their current kickstart so i'm going to run through that and i have a team review as well so we'll start with the myth and goal as uh they've they've been kind enough to send us their rules pack through or their early doors rules pack they're going to play around with how it looks and what have you but in terms of the actual pack this does actually look a rather fun game kickstart is still live at the minute as we record and i know a lot of people are buying this specifically just for the teams so how the teams work you get eight standard players and then you get what they call eight free agents so you end up with 16 players per team. I think there's something like six, seven or eight teams on there at the minute as part of the Kickstarter, which is good going. I think it's £81. I think you end up with about eight teams, which is pretty, pretty good value, which I do like. I know a lot of people, there's halflings, there's orcs, humans, elves, plus a few more on there. I've had a good look through the rules pack and it's very, very similar to Blood Bowl. You have dice pools that allow you to do certain actions. But there's a few few other little mechanics in there that are slightly different. So, for instance, they have a fatigue mechanic. So you can you can do their equivalent of rushing, which allows you to move further, as it does in Blood Bowl. However, with that, you use part of your fatigue. And once a player gets too knackered from fatigue, they can eventually just collapse, and there'll be no further part in the game whatsoever. They have a system of timeouts, where you can swap one player on your bench with one player in the field. So you can manage that. But that's once a game of timeout, so you've got to think carefully about when you want to use that. And that could also potentially end up with the ball no longer being with your team. You also have uh, infractions rather than fouls. And depending on what you've done, you could end up with one infraction. You could end up with a warning, final warning, or you could be sent off altogether. And it is, it's it's quite a good looking game. The rules, it's quite it's quite concise, but they have graphics that do explain uh, how dice pools work. You have wild dice that can help with them, so they call them the gambit dice. And I do, I, I really, really like this. If I hadn't have already spent all my hobby budget for the month, I would have got this just for the teams, and I'd have tried to give the game a go as many people as possible. What do you think to this one, Jay? Well, to be honest, I was reading them, and like you said, they are first draft, but very concise. And it feels, I don't know, it, there's a lot more realism to this myths and goals than other fancy football teams because of things like um like you said the timeouts the infractions the models look amazing the the rules from what we've seen is amazing but the one thing i've noticed is the pitch seems to be a smaller pitch and if i read right you can have two players in one position yeah better for bullying opposition yep seems to be easier to work out the uh, the assists yeah and other than that because it's a smaller pitch it seems to be a lot more action going on because it's flowing quicker sounds you know, counterintuitive when you say there's infractions involved as well. But it looks like it's a well-paced game. And, guys, we wouldn't advertise this if we didn't think this was a fantastic option for people. Absolutely. It's absolutely amazing. And if people look at it properly and not just, oh, I'm just going to use the models or, oh, it's just a knockoff, this could be a good alternative. This could be competition, which means we might get better rules or better updates for Blood Bowl because they've got competition they've got to go up against. So this could be the start to something amazing for both companies when they've got to compete. Watch this space and see what happens, isn't it? But for what you get for the £81 when you consider all the teams, the unlock stretch goals, I think it's well worth the £81 what you get from this for all the teams. Well, yeah. The base ring showing the ball. It's, it's well, well worth it. But it's certainly one that, that we really like the look of and as you say as a competitor for me this feels like it could give 
Games Workshop a lot more of a, a run for its money than say Dreadball did or Guild Ball did because it's it feels very very similar but it feels different enough to be different. In so, in some ways it's it's hard to break into this type of market because you know when you think fantasy football board games the first thing you think about is Blood Bowl really you know because at one yeah. point I would say they were like the only thing really on the market. So it is hard to break into it. But like you said, we've had Dreadball turn up for a stint and I think they're going to try and push that back to the forefront soon. If you like the models, invest, give the game a go. They're on Facebook as well, Blacklist Games. So if you do invest and you want to like ask questions, you could always go there and they they should be happy to help you. Like you said, it's, what's it, it's, 80, it's 80 odd pound for the full set for the base game and all, all stretch goals included in that yeah yeah and that's teams as well isn't it yeah yeah so that's like what was it we were about 15 pound for teams plus everything else or something like that along those lines yeah, yeah which that's that's great value for money it's ridiculous if we're not honest it's a stupid amount of value for that money so it's it's a proper investment you're saving loads of money on that one you know there's lots of pros to this one can't see any negatives there might be one or two perhaps i got my blinkers on but yeah you've got great models at good value and it's a brand new game you get new pets you get new rules and amazing models i don't think i've mentioned these amazing models before but they are amazing but yeah i totally support myths and goals on this one i agree with you i think that the quality of everything is there you know they've clearly play tested it enough to know what works for them and what doesn't yes totally right so what is the next one my friend so the next one that i've spotted nope it's been cancelled yesterday beard i take it that's it for kickstarter corner that's it for kickstarter corner for this month uh, i will keep an eye out for for kickstarters and other suitable things for you guys next month to uh, feast your ears around. Ah, thank you very much. So, you've viewed our opinions on myths and gold. Check them out. That's the only thing I ask for. But before we go any further, Beard, I think we should tell people how to get in contact with us. So, do you want to give the spiel? Do you want to tell them where to find us on so- social media? I will indeed. So, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram tier 3 podcast you've you've obviously found us on either itunes or spotify as tier 3 podcast uh yep. you can email us at tier 3 podcast at outlook.com for if you're wanting to run us through a kickstarter that you found that you like the look of if you want us to have a look at your rosters that you're playing for leagues or that you're playing for tournaments uh if you'd like to get our opinions on specific things or you've got any segments that you'd like us to run through tournaments you'd like us to give a push out on here anything like that give us a shout and we'll be more than happy to uh give you guys a shout out and let you know our ramblings they also they can send us uh questions as well because i actually had a question before where somebody asked because we're called tier three was it because wales was in tier three lockdown genuine question <sighs> even though we were technically and wales went to number four didn't they at one point Wales went to tier four. We had slightly different rulings in Wales to England and Scotland. Yeah, but yeah, but I was like, I, I didn't know whether he was, he was taking the mic or I, well, or not, I just ignored it. But it was like, I, I was going to send this big spiel about uh, tiering in uh, Blood Bowl. I don't know, the guy was trolling. Anyway, before we carry on with the next segment, we've also got, got an affiliate link. Our affiliate link is with Firestone Games. And Firestone Games is Wales's biggest miniature-based company. They've got their main building in Cardiff. They've also got one in Newport and they also got one in Swindon. So if you go head over, find some games.co.uk, you will find an amazing range 
of brushes, paints, diorama accessories, models, everything you need. They've also got a range of Funko Pops. They've got some action figures from like say Dragon Ball Z range or I think One Piece I think is another lot that they do they've also have card games like Yu-Gi-Oh Pokemon and I, I hate to say it, Magic the Gathering if you use our affiliate link there will be no extra cost from yourselves it will just be five stone games having to give us a little bit of kickback and what that does then that helps us put money in a money in a kitty and send it to you guys then because perhaps we can get another competition going over Christmas perhaps we can do other things as well depending on what people want watch this space guys watch this space right now that we've got the spiel out of the way I think it's time to talk Sin City Sin City was the second event that we went to in August because came on the heels of Thread and it was a one day event in Derby where me you and Griff our third man we went to Derby I think we went at stupid o'clock in the morning to get there early and I think I think all three of us wanted to go to sleep by about one o'clock in the afternoon didn't we we did we did it was a long old drive up long old drive back as well I'll tell you about three games and there was extra stuff going on as well because there was a roulette table raffle going on as well and one thing i gotta point out beard you, you kind of pointed out five was it five times in like 30 seconds about somebody winning winning models on a raffle to... D- didn't know there were a raffle but you pointed out five times in under, under a minute i gotta be honest but it was amazing and, how, and it was smooth how you dropped it in every single time as well but uh, it was a long day on the I think there might have been one or two hiccups because I think somebody was telling me Liam got a bit uh, shafted by somebody but that was supposed to be supplying food so somebody uh, was trying Liam's luck I think at that point it was a good day we met a lot of people that we've met at previous events we met the Brucey Bowl boys we met we met back up with the uh, Squad Chaos boys and many others so, Beard, do you want to go through your first game? Yep, so my round one game was against Spleggy and his Ogres, and it just turned... There was Ogres and Griff, and it very much turned into a game of Griff did Griff things. I took... I had Halflings and Deeproot, and yeah, just... I was putting things down, was removing things. I think by turn three, I'd removed two Ogres. By half time, I'd removed... Th- three and possibly a fourth but yeah just snotlings and griff did griff things and i came away with a two nil loss from that i tried to slowly advance to get over for one all in the second half and the only thing i could think to do at one point because there's so many snotlings and griff getting in the way i tried to potato over the line and it all went wrong shit hit the fan did it but it did i lost two nil in that one spleggy was a great coach good laugh when we were playing and i'd look forward to another game against him at some point in the future well hopefully it won't be long my first game, well, I played, uh, was it Lamo and his Orcs, and just basic bog standard team of Orcs, so you had, just had your, your linemen, big guns, thrower, blitzers, troll, against my uh, tried and tested Black Orc team, and it was a slugfest, it was, it was hard fought, i got to be honest, it was one all draw by the middle of the second half, I had a late breakthrough with one of my goblins, because the ball was loose, goblins doing goblins things and being assholes, got the ball, got out, and uh, no rerolls by this point, so you can guess what I'm going to say, I needed two uh, rushes, made the first rush, second rush to get the touchdown to make it 2-1, landed on his face, of course he did, and that was the end of sports, that was it, game over, it was a good game, I really enjoyed it, I walked away with a smile on my face, because, you know, it, it wasn't uh, a sour game at all, we 
having a laugh we enjoyed it we were enjoying talking to each other as well i did feel bad for him because he did keep saying to me every time he saw me then at the event oh, i stole that first game from you i stole it and i was like no it's fine it's fine that's how the dice score right don't worry about it i'm sure at some point it's gonna happen where i'm gonna be on the back foot and then like somebody that happens to somebody else so don't worry about it plenty of blood bowl left for us to do that again yeah it was a lovely game and i think if we're going to talk about griff who was his first game bim was his first opponent and he beat the shit out of him players were missing there was a lot of touchdowns and griff was the first episode to bim's win as well because he took first place and he played out of his skin that day he was fantastic but sadly yep. griff had to be the first hurdle and yeah he had to take off of the team i think he did it was a, it was a rough first game for griff going up against bim uh, he's a very very good player and from Griff's accounts as well Bim was very gracious in, in the victory as well Yeah. so Griff walked away having had a good laugh for his first game as well a lot of people were confused by Griff as well this is one he laughed my head off every time he walked away from the table I could see some I could see some looks so I would go up to him and go everything's alright he went I've never seen somebody get his shit pushed in but walk away with a massive grin on his face which is an, he loves playing that's yeah. all it is he just he just loves playing win or lose he's just had a wheel of a time you know it's the same mentality all three of us have got you know you could see the look on their face it was just like shut up he actually enjoyed that and he, yeah. you know, he got pummeled yeah worry about it he'll, he'll tell you more horror stories if you sit down and talk to him like so that was our first game yep. second I think this was like midpoint in the day now people yep. had a few uh, beers in them by this point we've uh, tried a hand at the uh, tables got a few uh, raffle tickets for the end of the day so game two my friend how did it go so game two i had unwary Sai and his halflings so we had a halfling mirror match which is one of the things you don't really prepare for as a, as a as a tier three coach a mirror match i didn't really know what to do with this one i think if my memory serves me right he scored first i scored to make it one all by half time and then i had to grind the second score over the line on turn 15 or 16 for a 2-1 win and this game literally was a case of who had the most trees standing by the end would win it was tree attrition and i think in the second half i'd had one tree who just rooted not far over the halfway line and he all he could do was either throw halfling missiles or just say angry words and shout sways branches angrily and but i had again with having had deep root he doesn't root so he just carried on as normal but he was just a straight up punch up and whoever was left standing would win that one so i i, I was at that point one win one loss i was quite happy with that at that point how did uh how did your game two go right my game two i went up against scrag dave amazing guy this would be the second encounter i've had against scrag dave i met him in thread and absolutely fantastic guy top form every time i've seen him play and yeah he played underworlds and ever had that game where you couldn't roll to save your life the opponent just phenomenal whatever they did yeah it happens we've had it in practice games like you say you can't do anything your opponent could make every single gfi or rush open to them they take three dice up hills and they get triple pows we we've had those games we've seen them happen yes well this was my game of it right so like you said we've had it at practice games mostly this will happen against you this was against me in a tournament setting. And he, Underworlds, I will say, they just beat the shit out of my guys. Absolutely. I think I walked away with seven casualties in that game. It felt like every time he took a player down, he was breaking armour. And like, I'm not saying that these were goblins. They were black orcs he was taking out. You know, it was, you know, that my heavy it does. But yeah, it was, it was just one of those games. I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. 
I'm just gonna have to sit here and take it. I was outnumbered, so it was like even like I could I could have the goblin rush on me. I was having like snotlings picking me off at some points as well. I was just like, oh, he has outmatched me, outgunned me. I walked away. I enjoyed myself. It was an experience. I gotta be honest. When knowing that you're the you're the highest strength team, but no matter what you do, you just there's no way for you to like get out of the scrum. Like it was amazing. I experienced the uh, underworld's first hand and just how fucking amazing they can swarm a team and if they've got the dice on their side there's nothing you could do to stop that it was just yeah it was just brutal i will say yeah i, I still have nightmares of that day now so you've had first-hand experience of just why underworld are one of the should we say the best uh, performing teams at present in tournament settings yeah two seconds here we go i've actually got scrag's uh, team buyer because i managed to pinch his roster so what I went up against was a gutter runner, Skaven thrower, a Skaven blitzer, three clan rats, five goblins, four snotlings, and morg. So can you see why uh, I, I was just getting brutalised? Yeah. It was hard, but i got to be honest. It was hard, but... you got to play them to learn how to beat them. Yeah, exactly. So that was me done. I think I had to go and get a bag of ice then for my uh, for my ass after he just pushed my shit in. It was... So that would be why you were sat uncomfortable in the car all the way home after oh, that game. Oh, I tell you what. I, I was laughing and joking the whole time. Right? I've never... Winner's remorse. Just, you know, it is a thing when it, when it comes to Blood Bowl. And I'm just like, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. But I literally felt my shit being pushed in and it was just like it's an experience <laughs> there you go I've, that's, I've experienced it at least once there you go it was still just one loss so I had uh, one draw one loss at this point and I think we caught up with Griff at this point and he was playing Glowworm yep. from Squad Chaos and I think uh, he lost by about one point to uh, to Glow I think they were chatting and uh, having a laugh again Glow, Glow gave him a glowing uh, report saying that you know he was surprised that uh, he walked away laughing the amount of casualties that happened in that game. If you can't walk away from Blood Bowl without smile on your face, you're not playing it right, yeah. Or you take no. it too seriously. So either or, yeah, that was great. But we all walked away thanks to Griff with a little glowworm present at this point. So we did. We won't say we won't say what it is, but. Guys, if you ever see Glowworm at an event, make sure you play him because uh, he's got a little crack. He's got a little cracking uh, gift for everyone that he plays. It's amazing. It is. Mine's mine's sat on my shelf. Mine's uh, sat on my shelf, and he, he looks like uh, a little mascot of mine. So it says it's it's fantastic. I go as I love it, and it's it's my little bit of glow that I see every day. That happened. We all had a break. We got a bite to eat, a bit of a bit of uh, fresh air, a bit of leg room, and then we got into game three, which was this was the decider. This was your final verdict for the day. So, Beard, how was your final verdict, bud? Well, I met up and played with our good friend Widrum from Squad Chaos. Played him online where he's beaten me, so I was out for revenge, and I played against his vampires. But you want to give him his proper title? It's Windrum, the winner of best uh, fancy dress best fancy dress yep yeah and that that trophy was amazing it was he turned up as a undead bride at which point Jay managed to snag a picture of me and Widrum and told my missus that I would be going home with a new bride <laughs> at which point it was the fact that your hand was on his arse but well you know when somebody's made that much effort you gotta make him feel good once in a while do you know what I mean because the game certainly didn't do that to him played his vampires and it was pro pros on the vampires and to be fair first three or four turns he could do no wrong every hypnogaze went off he was putting players down in 
useful positions and then my treeman all of a sudden just decided fancies punching some vampires and I think I just managed to punch a couple of holes in his lines and I walked away with a 2-1 victory I struggled to hang on to the lead towards the end of the game he played those vampires very very well I think he'd looked at how they'd been played at Thrud so he'd seen them mm. first hand and he, he knew what he was doing with them I was surprised that I managed to squeeze a 2-1 victory out of that game we had a good laugh it was one of those where while we were having a laugh we were having those serious moments we both really wanted to win that game so I got my revenge I managed to avenge my online loss so we between me and Widrum we are going to need to have a deciding game but 2-1 to me led me to end the game with, end the day with two wins no draws and one loss which I was absolutely over the moon with that's my best result at an event so far nice but while all this was going on obviously you had your game and Griff had his games how did your game get on? Well, before I go into my game I think we should discuss Griff's and his game was against the legend of Derby the one man losing crew Gilly Wonka himself the man who's only ever glanced at a rule book and considering he only glanced at a rule book I don't even think he turned up with a team that he owned as well I think he turned up with one of his mates teams he, he, he beat Griff Griff is on a very small amount of players that have on, been on the losing side of a Gilly Wonka charge so don't get me wrong he's in good company I think uh, he beat Liam once didn't he and uh, yep once yes I think Liam quit for uh, six months and didn't he after his loss but uh, no Griff took it in stride I think that was the game he was looking forward to the most because uh, I think he wanted to meet uh, meet Al you know, for a while he's a big fan of uh, Two Drunk Flings talking about Two Drunk Flings we caught up with uh, Tom as well didn't we and he, he looked awful didn't he he tried to keep up with the big boys drinking and he looked like he was suffering let's set the scene we all know like Liam likes to go out for his drinks before an event the night before and we've had first hand experience that the lad can put drink away Tom being Tom and being one of the two drunk flings wanted to keep up with the boys if there's one person you don't want to try keep up drinking with it's Liam when we say he looked rough death warmed up doesn't cover it I've seen more lively people shut away in a morgue I gotta be honest but he was wearing a grey t-shirt and the grey t-shirt looked like it had more colour than him he was he was rough he was. I, I think I think the lad could have done with uh, A, a hangover cure, and B, not trying to put his mind through the stresses of a Blood Bowl event whilst very, very hungover. But while he, did, while, it, while he was lucid and with us, we did have a good laugh with him, and he was he's a top bloke. We spoke to him a few times. He's a nice guy, he's Tom. I want to say thank you for, uh, for Alistair Pring as well, because he was amazing doing all the admin work, and Liam was the host with the most, I will say. He was making sure everyone was on uh, top form. Alistair managed to play the event and admin everything as well props to Alistair for all the work and effort put in he was on top form and the other one I want to say who was on top form was everyone's favourite entertainers was the Brucey Bold Boys they were phenomenal they kept every, everyone's spirits up I think if they saw anybody that looked like they were flagging they, they just approached them with a couple of drinks and then they soon changed their minds then wasn't it? absolutely and I want to give a shout out to Rick who was dressed as our compare for the day Elvis I did did manage to get a pun in. They were looking at food orders and where we were for lunch. And he came over and he asked what I fancied for my lunch. I fancied some love me chicken tender, which he said that was the best joke you'd heard at that point. It was also the worst joke you'd heard at that point because it was the only one you'd heard at that point. Yeah. But he was a fan of that. Got all shook up over it, didn't he? <sighs> I could be in suspicious minds that you're stealing these jokes from me. But coming back, Griff's game. Oh, he was. He, they lost him 2-1, I think it was. So... He, I don't think it was many casualties that game, but it was a lot of what was our rule do? I don't know. Let's look it up. Yeah, it was like I said, he was on a very small list of people that uh, Al has beaten. Just an odd statistic. Our Griff now. 
but he done well. He didn't come dead last. He uh, narrowly missed out, I think, by two points on the wooden spoon. He did, but he still came away with with a good prize. He did. He won the raffle, but we won't get into that year. That's a that's a talk for another day. That is, but because I don't think you knew that there was a raffle going on, did you? I didn't know there was a raffle going on. Not at all, but there's more chance of us winning if we don't tell them. Then I'm going to circle back to my game. My game was against Bumcheek Dave and his halflings. I felt bad this game because it was two trees, halflings, and if I remember rightly, there was Griff there. He, he had a few uh, halflings off the off the field most of the game. Griff done... Do like you say Griff done Griff things? Yep. Griff didn't do Griff things because he was a casualty. Oof. I think it was turn four. He was off the pitch. Yeah, we didn't see him again. So Griff didn't do Griff things this time. There was there was quite a few casualties which allowed me to win 3-0 at this point. So I, I had the full experience. I had one win, one draw, one loss. So I think I landed well mid-table at this point or just above mid-table. And yeah, I think we done really well. You done the best out of the three of us I think, I think if we were looking at it as a collective we were the, probably the best podcast there because we beat the two drunk flings and we beat uh, Squad Chaos as well I'm not going to hold that over Squad Chaos but uh, if any of them are listening we won yeah it was a good day good day it was a lovely venue yep. there was a lot of people there and you know there was order there as well so they done really well to keep that sorted yeah it was a lovely event and I think at the moment they're setting up a Florida Bowl event for next year and they so keep your ears peeled and your eyes open on Facebook to see when that's sorted. Beard, have you got anything else you want to add to it? Other than that, no. I think, like you say, we come away respectable result. Yeah, exactly. Always fun at the bottom tables, isn't it, but Absolutely. What are we going to do? Because we, we've had a little bit of a weird episode, haven't we? We've done things backwards, really, haven't we? We have indeed. What are we going to do? We're going to end it here, and hopefully we'll get some semblance of uh, normality next month. So, guys... Thank you for sticking with us all this time. Thank you for listening. And thank you if you're a regular listener as well. It means a lot that you uh, continue listening to us. And I'm going to say goodbye. Beard, sign us out, buddy. It's goodbye from me. And just remember, tier one is for winners. Tier two is for players. But legends are made in tier three. He fucking said it. Yay! (laughs)